What's going on, man? What's going on? Juice Box Podcast right here, sponsored by Anchor FM, okay? Listen, if you are trying to start your own podcast, okay, go to anchor.fm, get yourself started. It's really easy, okay? Start your podcast so I can be listening to you like you're sitting here listening to me, all right? So let me go ahead and get my sponsors out the way, okay? Kayla Fox, House of Beauty on Instagram. Make sure you go ahead and check her out. Kizzy, K-I-Z-Z-I-E underscore L-A Fox. Make sure you go ahead and check her out. Also, pound sign Chef Keen. All right, two E's on that. Make sure you go ahead and check out the dinner club owned by him. He got you for your private. You need a private chef. He got you. Your event catering. He got you. Okay. Also, OIABrand.com. All right. OIABrand.com. Make sure you go ahead and check that out. And when you go to checkout, okay, go to the promo code box, type in juice, and I got you on the free shipping. So how are you? How was your weekend? How was last week? Are you ready for this week? All right. With it. The summer is over, technically, today. It is almost time for school to be back in. All right. If you are going to get your master's, you're going back to school. Big shout out to you. If you are an undergrad and you are chasing that degree, junior, senior, do your thing. Do your thing. All right. Put down the blunts and bottles. And it's time, it's time to crunch it. We don't want to disappoint Uncle Curtis and Aunt May because you have bad time management skills. Okay. Let's get it together. Also, if you are a freshman, getting yourself started in the next two weeks going to college, my best advice for you would be, one, go to class. All right? I know it seems overwhelming. It seems like it could be a lot. But start by going to class, all of them, on time. That's a, that's just, that's a good start. And also, let someone else in the room do the drugs first. Don't be the first person to do the drugs. You know, that. what if they, they could be laced? It, College is about experimenting, but you also want to stay alive. You don't want to end up on scene. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. Now, Young Thug just released the album. Great, great album that he just put out. Complete project, in my opinion. I can actually understand some of the things that he is saying. You know, he was one of the guys that fit into the mumble rapper category. But this project, you know, he speaks a, a lot more clearer. He has some great features on here, 21 Savage and Doughboy, track with Nav, track with Uzi, Lil Baby. He also has a track with Future. Now, in my opinion, that song with Future is great until Future starts rapping. Like, Future is giving a shit lately. Like, his verses are so disappointing. It's like, why... That's how you know they're really good friends because he, you know, Thug really thought that verse was terrible, terrible, terrible verse. And he kept it anyway. All right. Also, Snow Allegra. Now, I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name. I've I've been listening to her, you know, for about a year or two now. Love her music. She's released a new project called Ugh, Those Feels Again. And um, I'm, I'm, it, it's 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 amazing. Let me just let you know. Nowadays, I hate when I hear people say, R&B is dead or, you know, slow me. It's not necessarily dead. You just got to look for it. It's not, you know, more so pushed in mainstream like it used to be. You got to find it. And there's a lot of great new artists out. And Snow Allegra is another amazing, amazing artist. Make sure you go ahead 
and check out that project. I love that song, uh, Situationships. Great. Now, Megan Thee Stallion. Everybody loves Megan Thee Stallion, right? Everybody. She threw Nikki a bone. Let's call it what it is. Threw her a bone. And actually, um, Nicki Minaj is featured on the new track, Hot Girl Summer. Are right, you hear it in the background? Yes. All right. Um, it's actually a pretty solid track featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Um, Nikki's verse is great. It's a good. It's a good verse. Okay. But once again, it's just not relatable. And I think that's the point that Nikki hasn't fully understood that nobody is saying you're you're not a lyricist. Like nobody's saying you can't rap. We just saying we don't really be knowing what the fuck you be talking about. Now I like the way her brand is going now. She's opening up more, becoming more relatable, wearing less exaggerated as crazy makeup. Um, Queen, she has Queen Radio. She's doing more interviews. Um, she's posting about her relationship. You're talking about marriage, talking about a baby. And I think these are all new things for her that she didn't think about doing with her brand before because she was with Safari for years, never talked about any of this, actually hid the nigga with Meek Mill, which was a celebrated relationship in the hip hop community and by her fans. And she didn't really, in my opinion, seem into him. At all. She she really didn't seem too into Meek Mill. Now, she most recently was on Joe Budden Podcast, and it seemed like to be a little heated. Um, but I also think that was just her way of controlling the narrative that she wants to push, that she's supporting the downtrodden black woman, you know, which is a pretty uh, popular topic to stand on nowadays. And a lot of black women... They're going to support her when she comes to our support, when when she comes to our defense. And I think her sticking with that, you know, she brought up the black girl tragic quote. Uh, She brought up just in general how it is very hard for black women to make it in the entertainment industry, not just because it's male dominated, but because uh, the fans, how they the fans constantly want to see them in competition how people that are in media also pin them up against each other constantly. And I think that is a great way for Nicki Minaj to attempt to reach out to her black female listeners and kind of say, hey, you know, I sympathize with you. Because a lot of people, you hear that, you may not be going through that specific situation, but shoot, you know, if you work in a male-dominated environment, you can kind of you'll look at it and be like, oh, Nikki, maybe we don't give Nikki enough credit. She straight called Joe Budden out for, you know, being a hater. She's been calling everybody out lately. She she has been. Now, when Nicki Minaj was quiet, Cardi B, when she was gaining her success, she spoke on these things constantly, constantly talked about how black women weren't being supported, how hard it was for women in the industry. And she's gained success off of it. And I definitely think that Nikki will gain success off of it if she elaborates on those same points. Now, Trina came to her defense. It seems like women or the um, other rapper women seem to, you know, support Nikki in their own way. Or if not support Nikki, support, once again, uh, the issue that she's standing on that black female rappers aren't supported enough. All right. Now, her beef with Breakfast Club is definitely valid. Charlemagne has been Safari's number one booster since the breakup. It's like, it seems like him, a couple of interviews, he's mentioned even, you know, texting Safari, constantly talking to him. 
And I don't blame Nikki for not really fucking with Charlamagne and the Breakfast Club for boosting Safari's career. Yes, VH1, you know, helped made a, a dent in his career by adding him on to their cast. But I also think that a lot of those Breakfast Club interviews and the media continuously interviewing him, looking for him and Nikki drama, I think that helped his stardom. Now, her beef with Rick Ross, I also think that's valid, too. He mentioned her in Apple of My Eye, uh, the part where he said, I told Meek I wouldn't trust Nikki. And, I mean, he also outed the fact that in response to Nikki saying, you know, he need to sit his ass down, he's outed the fact that, yeah, the beef between Meek and Drake was about her. Which I think everybody kind of knew, but didn't really want that to be the case. So Nicki Minaj just seems like she's trying to stay afloat within the industry and find her niche. And I hope she does. You know, she's a great lyricist. She was a great artist. I think before a lot of us was Cardi B fans. A lot of people were Nicki Minaj fans as well. So, you know, shout out to Nicki Minaj. I hope I hope she get her shit together. Now, DeMarcus Cousins... <laughs> This nigga DeMarcus Cousins. Right, right. DeMarcus Cousins has torn his ACL again. Again. And is expected to miss most of the NBA season. Does, does DeMarcus Cousins and, and Derrick Rose, did, does he go to the doctor that Derrick Rose went to? What the fuck? Come on. Eat your Wheaties. Drink your milk. DeMarcus Cousins, I... It's, it's blowing me because I'm ready for the NBA season. I'm ready for it. But, but you're, you're hurting my heart with this stuff. I, I would like to see where Melo's going to land. I'm excited to see Russell Westbrook with the Houston Rockets. And, and I think the Clippers might take over the West, right? But what I'm more excited about, I think, is the NFL season. And I will not let you niggas ruin the NFL season for me yet again with this conversation. Now, everybody's been talking about Jay-Z and his new role with the NFL, where it seems to be he will have a position helping build a bridge uh, between the league organizers and owners and the actual players. And he will also be playing a hand in running the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl. Now, I think it's great. I think we need somebody at the table in order to make decisions. But it seems like, according to social media, the opinions were a little bit up and down. Now, Jay-Z does not need the NFL. The nigga's rich. He's a billionaire. But I think he understands that the NFL does need him. And maybe as an activist, maybe that's somebody that we need. Somebody that sees, like, oh, I don't really need to be a part of this. But if I really want to create change, I got to get in the fire. I think Jay-Z already knew people were going to be pretty pissed off when this decision was, was made. Now, Jay-Z could be an, end up being a government official. You never know. He could be wanting to run for president in 10 years. And this is a great way to start. If we, do our, if we look at our history, this is how Trump became the ultimate decision maker that he is now by always constantly staying involved. And not only politics, but sports and entertainment. Back in the 90s, Trump organized the All-Star Celebrity Game. That was Trump. Trump funded a lot of shit back in the day. He stayed involved in everything. Now, Jay-Z also owns a company, Rock Nation, 
And Rock Nation represents over 65 athletes. About 21 of those athletes are from the NFL. And they range from Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette, and retired Victor Cruz, and an actual ex-coach, Hugh Jackson. And people, I don't now. I'm still not understanding why people are saying Jay-Z isn't qualified. He seems qualified to me to bridge the gap. He's managing his own players within the league. Now, some people may say, well, he, who, who, who's to say he's just doing this for the black man? There's a lot of people he need to do your history. Look up the Rock Nation athletes. He's also qualified to represent other races. He has seven boxers, six soccer players, 18 baseball players, and all from various backgrounds. If you look at the list for the baseball players, most of them are certified white boys. I ain't going to lie. And he has a lot of Hispanics on his roster. And they don't seem to be flashy, do too much type of athletes. They seem to be athletes that are serious and about their business. So why wouldn't the NFL take advice from Jay-Z? Jay-Z's wife has been a part of the greatest NFL halftime shows that your ass done seen. Now, that's a little debatable. I'm not going to lie. This is a little debatable because I do remember the NSYNC Nelly uh, Janet Jackson Teddy situation. I remember that, and that was pretty amazing. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a Raven, a Baltimore Raven. Uh, Super Bowl, we can go ahead and do the, we can check facts on that. I don't know. Maybe that's me being excited, but I think it was. I think it was. Okay. But Beyonce was a part of our latest Super Bowls, and who didn't love that? Beyonce being a part of the halftime show increased the views, what they say, by like 75%. That's because so many, so more women watched that year. They didn't give a fuck about who was playing the Super Bowl. Once again, the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Had to give it to the first Beyonce Super Bowl was given to y'all by the Baltimore Ravens. But that's that's not that's not neither here nor there. So Beyonce has experience. She can talk to Jay Z, tell him what to expect, tell him what the crowd would like to see. He's qualified for the position, people. I seen somebody uh, bringing up certain social black activists saying they should have got the job. Niggas who look like they haven't even managed a target, but you want them to be consultants for the NFL. I feel like social media got y'all heads fucked up. Now, most people aren't upset really personally for themselves. They're angry for Colin Kaepernick. They feel as though... Jay-Z is turning his back on the movement, turning his back on Colin Kaepernick by partnering with the NFL. What are you doing, Jay-Z? Now, Colin Kaepernick doesn't like it, and he took to social media to express his passive-aggressive frustration. He, 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 well, he didn't like it. Now, he wasn't alone. A couple celebrities and athletes also expressed their disappointment in Jay-Z's decision to partner with the NFL. Now, Eric Reed spoke from inside the locker room. Now, key word here is inside. Okay, he didn't, he wasn't outside the locker room. He wasn't in the stands. He wasn't at home watching TV. No, the nigga was still getting a check from the same people that fucked his friend over. So he so he said. But he's criticizing Jay-Z. Who wants to do what he can to try to create change with 
in the NFL, you know, not specifically for the black players, but I'm I'm pretty sure Jay-Z has the black players mainly in line, in mind about it. Now, Donald Faison also spoke about it, spoke from an Android and shit. Like, Donald Faison, you probably can't even buy tickets to an NFL game, but you want to have an opinion. I've never seen you even stand for anything. So I don't even think Donald Faison may be qualified to even speak on the tax bracket that Jay-Z is in to understand what he needs to do right now. And Sean King, he took it to Twitter like he always does. And honestly, since Sean King has been very popular, we've seen that some of his ideas of social justice, it, 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 it isn't beneficial to the community as a whole. Children are still being uh, shot in home raids. Grown men and women are still being shot while in their vehicles unarmed. Teenage boys are being shot unarmed by police officers. So maybe there is time for change and, and trying something different. Now, most of the people who are speaking out against Jay-Z... They, 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 they feel they, they really feel like he turned on Colin Kaepernick in his situation. They feel like Jay Z originally was a supporter of Colin Kaepernick, and he needed Colin Kaepernick's permission before he made a decision like that. Now, Jay Z might have found out about the injury clause issue that was happening at the same time that Colin Kaepernick decided to take his knee, and I challenge anybody to look that up. Just look it up. Colin Kaepernick took the knee because he did not like his injury clause. He did not like the fact that they would not pay him if he got injured. So he threw a temper tantrum. He decided to bring social media justice into it in hopes that he would get the money that he wanted. And it just spilled out into some whole other shit. Or maybe Jay-Z realized that Kaepernick wasn't really concerned about the victims like he thought he was. Like we said, in the past couple of years, even since this has happened, there's been dozens of victims from police brutality. And I haven't seen Colin Kaepernick speak on one of them, post none of them from his Instagram, any of that. He hasn't said anything about any police brutality victims at all. And most importantly, I think what made Jay-Z say, wait a minute, is when Colin Kaepernick settled with the NFL. Colin Kaepernick had his opportunity, all right? He had his opportunity to let the world know, to let America know, future athletes and current athletes know how the NFL worked against him to um, worked against him in order to get him removed from the league simply because he took the nail. That was the whole point of all of this that I thought that Colin Kaepernick was just going to pull the blanket off and everybody was going to know how shitty the NFL treats their players. Could have been public. That was the that was what was supposed to happen. But Colin Kaepernick took the check. He took the check. What the fuck? I I'm not going to lie. I've been talking a lot of shit about Colin Kaepernick. Uh, for the past couple of years and when he took the check I was even I was pissed off because he kind of validated what I had been saying about him like this was not about police brutality victims or anything this was really about you getting what you wanted 
I mean, he was constantly still talking about that he wanted to play in the NFL. Posting training videos, people. But they fucked you over, but you still wanted to play for them. So I don't understand why people are upset with Jay-Z. If you want change, it has to start somewhere. And I'm starting to, you know, maybe see why our people don't really get to move forward often. Because it seems like whenever sometimes people try to put us on their back and move um, us as a whole forward, the resistance. I mean, it seems like our community instantly splits in half. When we had Malcolm, then, you know, when we had Martin, it's all even Martin, I'm out. Oh, then if it's Malcolm, if they be Muslim, it's either him or Elijah Muhammad or Farrakhan. Like, what the fuck? I heard the Crips was being created strictly for community reform. It was like a a positive program. And then niggas went and created the Bloods and started a war. We have to learn how to stick together in something and know how to create change. And fully support the people that are willing to step up put a plan in motion and create change. Now, another another way that Jay-Z was trying to create change was with his financial literacy programs. He has been pushing for more financial literacy classes to be uh, put in the curriculum in um, public schools. And it, it, I think a lot of us seen it in the news. Now, LGBTQ history will be a part of our curriculum now. Starting in 2020, um, more schools will teach LGBT history. Illinois joined Cali, Jersey, and Colorado in mandating that LGBT history is taught. All right, Department of Education in Maryland signed on to discuss LGBT history makers who were misrepresented before. All right. Textbooks purchased with state funding must cover roles and contribution of LGBT individuals. Now, I, I like I like the idea. I like the idea of it. As a person in the LGBT community, I like I like that. But I see where this could get really bad really fast. <laughs> because if we're talking about LGBT history, okay. Now, that could be Stonewall. And we know that'll be one of the main topics that'll be talked about. And that was uh, Stonewall, the Stonewall Riot, which is the base of Pride Month and why we have the Pride celebration. There was a gay bar where the cops tried to raid it and people were like, hell no. And they protected the venue for months and months because the cops and the mafia were fucking them over and they were sick of it. So they started fighting back. That's Stonewall. And, you know. I think that's that's you know interesting for people to hear about that. I don't I don't I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, as to talk about some of our historical figures, and then to mention that they were LGBT. I mean, were they out when they were making history? Because you could be outing somebody that don't want to be outed. Now, I always assumed like Amelia Earnhardt. Harriet Tubman. I'm like, them. they had to be maybe some dykes. I don't know. But it doesn't mean they wanted to be labeled like that, you know, as history. And it's not to say that it's bad, but it's just why does your sexuality have to play a factor into, you know, your accomplishments? 
that could be a thing for some histo- um, LGBT historians or people who've made history. Now, for children reading that and depending on who's writing it, it could, you know, put out that tag that it could it just it could be misleading. I'm sorry. It, it it could just be misleading. I see where there's room for creativity. I see where if LGBT people were writing the stories and things, I see where it could be informational. I could see that. But I don't I think government control controlling it. They fuck the blacks over in regular textbooks. I mean, they they couldn't do the shit that they got now right. The textbooks are so one-sided. So I think my main concern is what the hell they going to be writing down. Okay. And I think as far as putting someone's sexuality, you know, focusing on that now, certain people, you know, Harvey Milk and people who were out LGBT people who made advances in America, whatever. Yes, let's talk about them. But when you're talking about a whole curriculum, what are we talking about? And I honestly do feel like financial literacy is more important. It's something everyone needs. And it's something that we find out that a lot of children, once they become adults, they don't know what the fuck is going on. Opening a bank account, paying taxes, your credit score, those are important things to know. And imagine if someone was pushing that in your head since middle school. You be one saving motherfucker. <laughs> you be saving the shit out of your money. Now, of course, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, we can't talk about LGBT history. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that financial literacy is something that could be very, for the most part, <laughs> cut and dry the information, the standard, and it can advance all of us. I see the LGBT history thing. I see by it being government controlled, I see that self-destructing purposely. Purposely. I don't I don't see that going right. I'm sorry. I just see them talking about Jackie Robinson having threesomes in the dugout and what? You never know. You can't trust these people writing these textbooks. We know this. But financial literacy, I think that should be in every single school, especially in the hood. Because a lot of kids, their own damn parents don't know about it. So that's what people mean when they say they want to put financial literacy over um, LGBT history. It's, it's definitely not personal at all. It's more so just prioritizing. Because, you know, if you made history, you made history. If a person made history as far as specifically like Stonewall Ride that affects the LGBT community, okay. That's a form of LGBT history. But if there's a human being who's done something amazing, invented something, and they just so happen to be gay or whatever, maybe that's something they may not want to talk about. These people could be dead and y'all out in them. It's crazy. All right? So Juicebox Podcast, man, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening and supporting the show. Don't forget, sponsored by Anchor FM. Make sure you go ahead on anchor.fm and start your own podcast. All right? Also, check out oiabrand.com, all right? R.I.P. to Nipsey Hustle, man. Happy birthday to him. Juicebox Podcast, we out. Maybe a lost cause, but let's still search. Until the day I die holding my guns up. Rather have a friend or enemy, which one am I? Fuck a bird box, I want to see my brother fly. 
No longer shackled in chains, young nigga crucified. Walking down the block, all in my boombox. Hop the Mr. Dirty nigga, clean tube socks. They gon' keep us in the ghetto till we move out. And we need some better books up in that schoolhouse. Rolls Royce weather, rich dirty nigga, it took so much effort. I don't give a fuck about who sold more records. Being self made, give me so much leverage, boss. Got money, got woman, got cash, I'm spinning it out. You, baby, back all in it, but you see how you lose. Lifestyle, yes. 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 Rich gang bangers, y'all ain't even know they make those. Double case loads, push buttons, I got say so. When it's war time, never lay low, y'all play roles. They name a fake nigga that was not exposed. Hey, y'all niggas so surprised that Takashi told. Ain't a real street nigga unless you got a code. Might as well come a nigga followed by a lot of O's. In the back of the back, rock a lot of gold. Rap music on the charts like it's rock and roll. Add something to the art, make a lot of dope. Gotta play my part from the start, cause that's all I know. Double limbs, double R's, nigga, all I roll. Course I going viral when the punch throw. Oh, Chris Shaw taking pictures like we rich and po. Another rich rap nigga, word to Ricky Rose. You made that music. Yeah. Got money, got women, got cash, I'm spending it on you.